All right, good morning, everyone. Today I'm trying a different technique as usual with the recorder. I figured, hey, don't fight the forces of wind, but just join them. And so I'm just holding my digital recorder today like this. Yeah, I can invest in some equipment and I can make the production value better with that, but time doesn't stop and I gotta keep going and I gotta do with what I gotta do, you know what I mean? I think this is ultimately gonna work pretty well. As long as my arm doesn't get tired holding this stick. So, welcome to another TylerBloyer.com walk and talk. Going back to my favorite format where I can talk and walk, get my thoughts out. And as usual, we'll start today with a correction. Not as usual, but when I have a correction. This is a minor correction. As some people know, during my Falling Into the Movement Trap series, I made some major corrections in philosophical viewpoints. And that, the therapeutic value of that was so tremendous for me to be able to see clearly uh, for certain things that I was really mixed up on in the past. And so if you didn't know that, I still believe in freedom. I still believe in free will. <laughs> I still believe in a lot of the libertarian edicts and things like not aggressing towards each other, ultimately. See, when the cars come by, you gotta wonder about Mosley. <laughs> I've seen him attack cars <laughs> just totally randomly. Here, let's try to switch this. That arm's, that hand is not able to do that. All right, sorry about that. All right. So, but today's correction anyway, before I go on a tangent, is I said something about Viktor Frankl. Here, let's get the side-by-sides coming up here. I don't want Mosley to jump out at him. Come here, Mom. Mosley. Yo. So Mosley's a good boy. There's Mo, come here. See, there's Mosley. Mo. We just don't want him to attack this side-by-side -side that's coming by here, because he's, he gets kind of weird. Come here. Yep. That's it. The other day my landscaper had a shovel. He was just kind of walking casually by. And Mosley just suddenly kind of turned on him and was not too happy about that shovel in his hand. <laughs> oh man, today's technical difficulties. I got Mosley's leash here just in case. With these cars and these cows around. Sorry for the shoddy camera work, everyone. But it was a minor correction, I'll just get to it. It's Victor, Victor Frankl did not write Escape for Freedom, as I said in the last talk. But it was... Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Eric Fromm, who wrote Escape from Freedom. And I get those Germans confused, you know? So, 
Victor Frankel is also a very good guy to check out. Um, but Eric Fromm wrote Escape from Freedom. Eric Fromm, the Jungian. He's got a large body of work. And I highly suggest getting into that kind of stuff, like Gustav Le Bon's uh, work as well on the crowd. <laughs> Eric Fromm's Escape from Freedom. That's a good leading off point today. Mazay! To talk about the, what I wanted to talk about today, which was the internal reality that people are dealing with. And as myself have had to deal with and still am dealing with, is almost far more shocking than the external reality. And once you've sort of navigated this internal situation going on inside of you, the things going on inside of you are far more interesting and terrifying and enlightening than our so-called external world. Might even be hard to find the linemen, find the difference in these realities when you start to understand sort of the nature of our reality. But some of the things that people think could take a good example of protesters, rioters, people out in the streets, with their movement or cause. As we discussed in the last walk and talk, are actually running as far away as they can from freedom, from the truth, and from facing the conditions inside of them that need to be addressed to actually affect real change in the world. You see, most of what we need to do if we really want to address those problems is done alone and by the self. And you may take the great works and great authors and the things that they've done and laid down for us to pick up on and integrate or use that information to help you on your journey but what really needs to be confronted if we want to make change in the external world is the internal demons, the internal psychology. <laughs> and that can be done without being out in the streets, burning down property, burning things down, taking your outrage on in the external world telling people how they're wrong on social media. And again, most of what I see is like, okay, there's a lot to this, but there's an extremely shallow understanding and depth of the issues. And it seems like once people get to like the first plateau along the way, 
they'll stop there and stay in what I described as the movement traps. They'll stay in the base level understanding of like, oh, there's this external force called the, the government or even like corporations, which is the same thing, really. It's all gray. There's no black and white difference between how corporations operate and how the United States government or any other modern government operates. And indeed, the United States government is a corporation. The federal government is a corporation using corporate policy and not actual law. But even that's not quite understood by most of the so-called activist or libertarian type people. But you'll see, and the wind is really bad here, but I'm really hoping my little sock <laughs> is doing a good job of blocking it out. And when I say bad, I don't mean, I personally really like it. It makes this warm weather tolerable and kind of keeps any pollution out of the air. It's always clean and nice here. You can breathe really well. What are you doing? I'll just walk down this little dead end. Here in Arizona, you really never know what you're going to get into walking down one of these little dead ends. <laughs> there are people here, uh, they don't, uh, they don't like to be messed with. I was just driving around for a spot looking for this, to do this walk and talk and there was this, this beautiful, there's up on these hills over here, you can see behind me. I was trying to get to a reservoir that my wife pointed out yesterday on a drive home. And, um, there's a road called Freedom Lane. And there's people out there just with solar panels and all kinds of, you know, little, I don't know what you call it, smaller livestock. And you can tell that they have a spirit that's quite different than what you see being shown to you and displayed on the tell-lie vision. You know, there's a, there's a spirit in the Southwest that I, I just love. Maybe I'll do a, a, a better video on that someday. But again, there's even the people fighting for freedom would really do a better service to everyone if they would take some more time to advance their rhetoric and advance their knowledge of the self and of some of the philosophical underpinnings and concepts that they're working with. Because I, I feel like that their rhetoric is so loose and so undefined in some cases and misunderstood. Things like free market economics and the ultimate consequences of that. Um, not necessarily leading to freedom. Or as we've discussed before, things like volunteerism. Uh, this week in autonomy, we had Michael Badnerick do the first two lectures. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> do the first two lectures in his new Constitution series, which was just awesome. 
I don't know if you know who Michael Badenerik is, but he did run for libertarian candidate for the president uh, back in uh, 2000 something. I don't remember. Sorry, Michael. Sorry, everyone. Don't recall. I don't follow politics typically, even when there's libertarians in the mix. Because again, and this is something Michael and I discussed in the Q&A, and he didn't really exactly see where I was going, but he did make the highlight and point that the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and things like that, or even like the Articles of Confederation, those are just outlines and frameworks. What makes you free is your understanding of who and what you really are. And that there is no document required to make you a free person or to give you your rights, so-called. But also, the thing I wanted to get to was that he pointed out that the United States federal citizenship is a completely voluntary thing. And that there is no force or um, monopoly of force um, operating there. there. There's no, uh, there is no stipulations or things within the way that any government operates that makes it mandatory. What it is, is it's your ignorance and cowardice that keeps you in the position that you're in. And it's voluntary. It's something that you choose to do, to operate and to interact with the federal government as it is, or as it will ever be. It's just the nature of how things work. You have free will at all times. So it's always voluntary. You always have the choice. Okay, but again, the advance in rhetoric is what we're looking for here, because if you are stuck in like these first level plateau situations, when you start to wake up, my point is, is that you've not done the work properly. Anyone who's kind of advanced beyond what is sort of like a high school or like college understanding of, oh, here come some dogs. You might hear some barking here, or it'll just be friendly. You never know, right? There we go. Mosey, hey, come on. Mosey, hey, come on. Mosey, hey, good boy. I've not been through here. I've just driven by it a few times. I had no idea what to expect. So far, the people seem pretty cool. No one's yelling at me to put my dog on a leash. <laughs> And Mosley's a good boy, he's just, you know, just like any other dog. There's a way to speak and get and say the things that you're trying to do without falling into these kind of pitfalls or movement traps, as I've called them. And again, if you think that it's all out there and everything's happening to you, you're not manifesting your own reality. Now, as our Buck Minister Fuller said, 
and I'm not going to quote the exact quote, and we've all heard the exact quote a thousand times, but you don't battle the forces that you're against directly if you want to create a new reality or create a new paradigm. You have to create whole new systems of thinking or at least find whole new systems of thinking and use those systems and build those things and that way the old way of doing things will just fall away. Okay? So everyone out there battling against the system, raging against capitalism, raging against racism, raging against the police and the way they operate, mainly in like a total psychological warfare operation. Most of these people have no clue what's really going on. All you're going to do is end up creating more of that because you're battling that system on its playing field in its game, its way of doing things, and know what of its way of doing things are? Well, it's one thing the libertarians got right. Force, coercion, brainwashing, mind control, duress. But you're subjecting yourself directly to them by going out there and battling them on that playing field. We've got to rise above that playing field and realize who and what you really are to a point and level of understanding where you don't need that system and you don't even need to battle against it because you're better than that and you've got ways of operating and being that don't even require any of that and unfortunately you're gonna see a lot of people getting sucked into that way of thinking and that system by battling against it you create what you're opposing, right? It's, it's the dialectic of the anarchist. Well, in order for you to be against the masters, well, there would have to be masters for you to be against. So in your polarization of claiming that there are no masters, you are actually feeding them. Every time that you're crying out against Big Brother. Every time that you're claiming that you have no masters, what you're doing is just feeding back on that system. So the people out protesting the police, burning cop cars, burning private property, just destroying things in general. Your destruction is creating the ultimate dictatorship, the ultimate martial law police state. And I, I think that the people that are doing what they're doing are going to be absolutely shocked and terrified to see what the end result of their efforts is. Hey! What's that? Must have just saw a rabbit. Just took off under that barbed wire fence. How you gonna get back here, dude? What's he? Come here. Over here. Look, he's on the other side of that barbed wire fence. Went chasing something. Now he doesn't know how to get back. Come on, Mo. 
Right there, that's where you went under. Come on now. Silly. So again, it's time to go back to the drawing board. If your efforts aren't working and you're making the police state worse, perhaps you're not moving in the right direction. It's almost like chill out, you know? Back off. We're all gonna make it through this. We're all gonna survive this next leg of things, most likely. And do you really want the world that you're creating by, you know, shaming the police and all these things? I understand. Look, the police are evil. Anyone who's following orders without critically thinking for themselves and making not making decisions, but just doing what they're told is an evil person, is a bad person. Because consciousness is, op is thinking for yourself and not deciding for yourself necessarily what's right or wrong, but finding the truth of what's right and wrong and then attempting to align your behavior with that. And I'll just put it point blank, following orders and doing what you're told, no matter what, is not a form of consciousness. It's not a form of good. In fact, it is the root of a lot of the evil that we see in the world. So, I'm not for the police, I'm not even for the military. A military man is also a volunteer. But again, once you volunteer for something and you're contractually obligated by legalese, you're going to be a lot more susceptible to the pressure and coercion of brainwashing to believe that legalese. Notice how I'm not saying that now you're obligated to do whatever they tell you to do, but based on all the mind control and brainwashing and things that are done to mil military men and women, They're going to be a lot less likely to make the right decision when the time comes. Now, it does happen. And I don't think necessarily kneeling in solidarity with the protesters is what, is what I'm talking about, right? What that is is sort of giving in to the thugocracy, to the almost like rabid terrorists or dogs that are out there just destroying shit based on their ang level of anger and angst. So if you don't, I mean, if you don't understand this as being a psychological operation, psychological warfare, especially with what the media puts down and how they display things to us, it's meant to make the rioters look like people with high moral standards and people that we should listen to and hear what they have to say. But really, what's going on is an empty person, people who are hollow inside and have no real drive and motivation and imagination to do what they need to do to make the world a better place, if that's their ultimate goal, which it's not. These people are out for destruction. These people are out to tear Big Mommy and Big Daddy down. They're, they're adult children for the most part who are still psychological children who have not 
been able to learn how to properly communicate and they have no ambition to really make the world a better place. They're just trying to destroy. Again, it's the angry child who goes into his room and destroys everything when he's angry to get back at mom and daddy. He's really just destroying his own things. I can sympathize with that. <laughs> it's not like most people didn't know me when I was a little boy, but I had a certain amount of rage, you know, so I can sympathize with being a child and feeling powerless and then destroying your own nest just in a sense of relief that something got done, you know? But what needs to be done to create a better world, again, is a deep, deep psychological take and in-depth understanding of what's happening internally with these people. So if it's you that's doing these things and haven't checked yourself, basically, it's time to go back home. It's time to start looking inside for the solutions. The solutions are here with us. They're inside of you and other people have discovered them and the great works that we've covered in some of my longer live streams of others are here with us. How many of these people have read any of those books? How many people understand what Eric Fromm was putting down in Escape from Freedom? How many people can sit and think about these things and then act on them to really create a better world? If you want to create a world where police brutality doesn't exist and government tyranny doesn't exist, then start building it. Not destroying everything around you. Civilization could be grafted upon, here let's go while this car comes by, as it currently stands and made in improvements on. So working to improve things is one thing. Raging against the machine and destroying everything around you is an entirely different thing. Now, of course, with building new, sometimes complete disillusionment or dissolvement of a current system or paradigm needs to take place. But the way that it's being done is not going to be effective, I'm telling you. What's going to happen is a worse police state than you've ever imagined, more government tyranny. So is it really working? Let's just look at the effects. Now there's been some things, some positive changes. The powers that be are always gonna throw us bones. They're always gonna throw us a little bit of a win to make us feel like, hey, it is working, you know? Hey, these police departments are stepping down. That's a total trap. And it's same with this COVID, you're going to be out and now doing your protests. This, this is all going to unfold and rapidly, it's going to fold right back on top of us. It's like the ocean going out um, rapidly. If you see the ocean suddenly like reside quickly, uh, you might want to wonder what's going on. <laughs> because there's a really big wave coming. Now, there's tides and things and ebbs and flows but when it's engineered such as what's going on in 2020 the social engineers have unfolded their plan and put it into high gear and in my opinion it's because they are losing and there is a mass awakening occurring 
in consciousness, and it's right on time. But they were out in front of it with all this manipulation. And so our failure to communicate ideas and notions to each other properly of what we really are after, and then act on those things and start living it. It's like the ocean going out um, rapidly. If you see the ocean suddenly like resigning, <laughs> failure. That's my failure. We, we have to admit our failures. We are not communicating properly through the channels that we use to communicate. I see it all the time in my so-called day job or my main source of income of people with limited understandings of what we're doing with brief text messages and quick replies and people think that they're having a conversation and understanding. Things are getting better with like the ability to do video adds another layer of understanding on. You can see my body language. You can get a sense for who I am. But even then, there's a failure to communicate. And then there's a failure to ask the proper questions when understanding hasn't been had. And this is a large consequence of the public school system. We've not been taught. Not that it's not that we need to rely on others to teach us. But let's just be honest, there's, there was a, a huge brainwashing mechanism that went on in, all, in a lot of people's young lives through the public school system, through the Prussian education model, that has intentionally taken away our ability to understand and communicate things properly. And this is where that work needs to be really done. Again, on the inside, to understand how to communicate and understand things with yourself better and then with others as well and not jumping to conclusions and trying to think that you understand exactly what the other person meant. Just even by, you know, again, going back to my main source of income, with technical th things and a basic, quick, brief explanation, and the other person thinks that they got the message 100% and that they were able to receive that transmission. Now, there's an insanity happening in humanity, and, and they're playing on that by keeping us separate, keeping us divided, And knowing that we have this internal programming that they've instilled in us through the public education system. And when I say they, I mean social engineers, eugenicists, people like Bill Gates, social Darwinism, people who think they're genetically superior and need to control humanity to make everything work a little bit better for them. I mean, they're just living out of fear of what the masses might do, which sometimes, you know, their analysis is correct. The masses have no clue what they're doing. They could easily destroy the planet. Or that's, that's the wrong phrasage. They could easily destroy humanity or make the planet a lot worse. The planet's going to be just fine. Social engineers aren't sitting around like Dr. Evil talking about putting frickin' lasers on shark heads and stuff like that. What they're doing is trying to protect their heritage and their genetic material and go transhuman with it at this point because they're also psychopaths who are seeking and willing to integrate with technology to maintain their superiority. 
and the masses just play right into it. And they're not worried so much about our communication channels that are still open, even though I feel like they've slipped up and made a big mistake. With a lot of the moves that they're making, you can see this COVID-1984 plan is sort of falling apart. People are dying just as much now as they always were. And a lot of people see through the bullshit. And the technology that we've been given as more of the social engineering techniques, because that's what the internet is, is all militarized, it's all warfare. Even the technology I'm using now to do this, this is all stuff designed by state actors and military and things like that to control you. But the cat's sort of out of the bag and I don't think the fluoride and the vaccines and the public school, the indoctrination and the media and the news has been as effective as they thought it would be because we're not just deterministic robots with no free will who can't think for ourselves, which is what they think. That's their viewpoint. That's their worldview. You have to go back to understanding the underlying underpinnings of the worldview of people who seek to control you. They don't see you as someone who can think. And for the most part, they're correct because most people don't understand how to properly think. They, they, they think they do. They, they think that because their brain automatically gets flooded with thoughts and ideas 24 seven, that that's thinking. But most people are not thinking. Thinking is a lot of hard work. Thinking requires diligence, research, changing, intentional changing of the way that you were programmed to think, which was what most of us were programmed to do. The nature of a human being is that we are programmable. We're not good or bad inherently, but like a like software, we are malleable. And again, sorcerers, uh, kings and queens, elites, they've known this and been work refining their techniques for a long time on how to manipulate and control us. And so most people's thinking, quote unquote, I can't do quotes because I'm carrying two things right now, it's just automatic programming. It's not them actually thinking. And your ability, again, to go back to communication with other people, is just the programs that they've given us, and still is. All the main talking points right now about racism, about uh, police brutality, about Trump, um, COVID, all this, this is not coming from people's logical processing or using a method of truth discovery through a stepwise process that leads them to understanding a lot more about the truth of their reality. No, 
all the talking points are given to you by your masters, right? No masters? Well, no, you have masters. Until you've mastered the self, which is the form of mastery that we need to achieve, you still have masters, right? You might cry out against it, but again, you're creating what you're opposing there. Do you think uh, communists don't have a central figurehead or a central group of people that are still centrally planning the economy or centrally planning your food rations or centrally planning how things are going to work? It's not just a flat structure where nobody's higher than anybody else. It's just going to create a larger power vacuum because people want to be simple-minded they don't want to think, and because thinking is a lot of hard work, and they're damaged goods. They're traumatized. So healing is what needs to be done there. And really, what, like I started this out saying, is if you think what's happening in the external reality is terrifying, Wait till you go and discover all the different things going on inside of you that are manifesting that external reality. And once you put the weight of responsibility back on your shoulders, which is what most people are really terrified of, is taking 100% responsibility for the conditions of their reality, then you'll truly be terrified at all the different things that you've accepted and believed along the way and been programmed to think without critical judgment and how fooled you were and how hard that is to accept but that's truly the only way out is through that not out there not burning things down not waving your signs it happens on the inside the real revolution starts within. The true rebel is almost a rebel against his older self. First. Or he is, I shouldn't say. It's a rebellion against the programming and the layers of indoctrination and brainwashing that have gone on inside of yourself should be rebelled against and the cowardice and the ignorance that you yourself have taking a hundred percent responsibility for those things is how you truly change them blaming others and raging against others is only going to create more of that you have to rise above that, sorry, these flies are like attacking my head. Should have worn my hat. That's what I was gonna do. Hopefully my little windsock here did the trick. I'm told that July and August get really beautiful in this area. And, uh, and I'm told June is just windy son of a bitch in the hottest month. So I'm really looking forward to monsoons, more rain, some of this pollen and dust out of the air 
and being able to do walk and talks <laughs> without a constant gust of wind uh, blowing in the mics. Even this mic, I think I need to take the decibels down on the on the I have a dual track running just in case it clips, but I'm looking at it and the wind is like pushing the bars to the max here, so I'm sorry. I usually will publish things with how it is, kind of doing it live mentality, but hopefully it's not like so bad that it's inaudible because then I probably wouldn't do it. And this still would be a beautiful walk this morning, this beautiful little area here that I found. But tune in to yourself. Tune in to those around you in your personal life, not on your digital lives, not on your social medias. I work on computers and electronics all day, but we really, as a family, come here, hey, come on, Mosley. It's like an eyeball on a big old dog. I didn't want it to cause a problem. But I still try to find the time to take time with personal people. Last night, I had a nice night with some what are turning out to be really good friends. And I just left all my stuff back in my office. I didn't have my phone. I had it for a little bit when they showed up because we were doing the Do It Live podcast and I feel like it's important to, you know, be consistent with that and help my, help Joshua with what he's got going on as I committed to that in the beginning and do as much as I can to help to keep things going in autonomy because I feel like it's a great place to use my energy to help people who are on these paths to try to get, discover this. And, they, and I'm getting a lot of help too from others. That, when that are like way more advanced along the path than me. So it's this great sort of like chain of consciousness with handholds and other people lifting each other up in consciousness and daily, you know, we're making breakthroughs and discovering and finding really cool people. All right, well, speaking of that, I gotta get back for Q&A. It's a beautiful morning. I'm glad I was able to wake up and get my Sunday morning walk and talk in. But again, I'm not telling anybody what to do. And I know that it's not gonna be all that effective at changing things in the immediate future. But ultimately, if we're really going to make change, it's got to be done differently. You have to ask yourself, is what's being done working? I mean, in a lot of ways, things have improved drastically for humanity, but there's people trying to push in programming, and, we're, and it's being really effective. It's quite scary to see how easily programmed people are still. And there was like pockets and moments where it seemed like there was a lot of hope. Maybe like after 9-11. Or even now. I mean, there's a lot of hope that just as quickly as it looks like the world is totally going to shit, 
at the same time I see and I know that there's a lot of good and a lot of a lot of spirits here on this planet right now that are attempting to really lift up humanity and be here to support us when we we're, we're, we're in a fall we're in a free fall and when we hit that rock bottom we're gonna need to bounce back pretty quickly otherwise like I'm not exactly sure what sort of world I'm gonna be leaving for my children my main focus is not necessarily the the five-year plan of what I'm gonna do next I'm trying to create space for my grandchildren to be able to still have the ability to think that's what's at risk here is the is the ability to understand freedom and the ability to understand what thinking is and what consciousness is and what spirituality is 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 potentially going to be stifled out now there's a huge side of me that doesn't believe that and doesn't think that can ever happen but there's another side of me that is seeing the possibilities of our future as being a freedomless future and think of like the borg in star trek you know they operated and they still functioned but is that the sort of existence that we really want one where people are unable to think for themselves or understand what true freedom is and just give themselves up to the collective for any agenda. It's extremely dangerous, folks. We need to be operating in consciousness and truth and right all at all times and understanding what those things are before we go out and try to tell others what to do with their lives. And I really don't see that happening on a large scale, but again, there's a part of me that does see that maybe it's wishful thinking maybe it's just the nature of reality and how we learn is through being and going through suffering at times and i think there's a large amount of suffering coming down for our ignorance we're gonna pay for this ignorance we're paying for it now but on the other side of that what does that look like can i create enough of a pocket for my children and my grandchildren and their grandchildren to maintain some level of security and freedom and independence. And that's what we, you know, moved out here further in the heart of the Southwest to do. And as long as I can keep moving in that direction, then I feel like I'm doing what I need to do. Um, but your encouragement and the people that I speak with on a daily basis, you know who you are. Uh, you know, I need your help too. I need, I need to be lifted up. I need I need your psychological, parental, and motherly figures to really help me understand better so I can be more effective. Well, folks, it's been a little bit longer than I normally like to go. I'm going to get back and have a good morning with my children, get this video up, and then later today, me and my wife have some plans to, uh, to improve our health and get back into the habits of doing some good exercise at the local gym and networking with people on the local level. Uh, mutual aid societies and freedom cells and uh, things like that. Uh, Robert Podolsky's work, I'm helping him on a, on a weekly basis. We meet to get his ideas out there and further concrete and integrated. And I really want to start putting more energy into building those networks again so that I can hand off something real and legitimate uh, to the next generation. All right, everybody. I love you all. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one.